morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Black Furnace with me, Roberts. With me, Pete. My lap Mo, we out here, full furnace, we back. Hey. Full furnace, but I wish I wasn't here. I wish I was playing Smash Pyro with bro. That's what you get with us. You get honest. This pagan. This pagan. <laughs> Even when that honesty makes us pagans. And no, no, don't say anything because whilst we're recording, you're playing on your Switch. <laughs> hey, be specific. Be specific because some of us are dedicated out here. I'm playing Pokemon. Yes. <laughs> but do you know what? I just bagged the Pokemon that I was after. So, boy, what can I say? I want the listeners to know that not only am I fully present, but even my beautiful wife is sacrificing her time watching the TV so that we can record in in, in silence. So I just want to say some of us are dedicated. That's fam, 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 don't. That's, that's, my, that's what I'm trying to say. My oh. wife is my wife is Peter. watching YouTube with headphones on, so she's sacrificing as well. Peter, so, Peter. You are not, your wife is sacrificing <laughs> for you to play Pokemon. <laughs> Peter, if you're a good husband, you would go and record in the kitchen so that the system would be free for her to use it. But the, 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 the Where's your sacrifice? I can't take my equipment to the kitchen. Yeah, you can. Clamp it onto the onto the sink. <laughs> oh, forgive you. <laughs> Anyone can give excuses. Anyone can give excuses. It's, it's only a matter of time. It's only a matter of time. We'll, we'll get an office. I'll get an office soon. Blacksmith Furnace Enterprises. Come on, come on. Anyway, but do you know? Do you know what though? Again, yeah? guess. Do you know what though? Like it's this, this, this is like, a, a, like a swerve. What's the, a tangent? But when COVID first dropped here, yes, apparently, man, them who had like businesses and had like offices and stuff, yeah, were using their offices as like meeting spots to 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 cheat on their partners. Oh, stress. Smart. I mean, a lot, yeah, yeah, COVID, COVID just, COVID's been interesting, man. <laughs> I know. Speaking of which, did you hear that nurses and, and medical workers are only getting a 1% pay rise? This, this government, this government, uh, you know, for lack of a more um, PG word, evil. they're they're not taking care of nurses anyway and literally nurses have saved the country nurses and doctors i don't even care so much about the doctors because it's the nurses that really out there and the pharmacists like literally in there yeah yeah no no pharmacists as well because they're literally there and 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 Pharmacists, technicians, technicians, uh, checkers. What what does John do? John is a what? That's a technician, isn't it? I love. Those who don't know, Peter's wife is a is a pharmacist. pharmacist. My wife is a pharmacist, and she's sitting here as well. (laughs) He he had to correct himself real quick. If you didn't, if you didn't give respect, where respect is due. No, it's just because I'm closer to it, obviously. I'm closer to it. I see that she has to go to work. And I see the conditions that she works in as well. I'm not going to call out her company just yet, but <laughs> it's like there's there's no real protection. It's just crazy. It's just crazy is all it is. Hey, don't worry, man. When the sponsorship deals come for, for Black Swift Furnace and that, she, she's going to be bagging that, that, private, that private company. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, cool. that's crazy. Who's in the hot seat this week? You, uh, Robert. I'll... I think it should be. I think Robert should be in the hot seat. Oh, right. Okay. Peter's got something for you, fam. Peter's got something for you, fam. <laughs> so you're in the hot seat. 
Peter's got something. Okay, hurry up. Okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. Come on, Do you want to go up. first, Peter? Yes, sir. So, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I feel sorry for you, sir. I've got an example, and I want you. I want wow. you. Wow. So, say I've got an issue with Moses. Something that Moses has done that I'm confused about, and I want to talk to him about it. When I give him a call, he's like, he's not ready to talk about it. How long should I wait before I bring it up again? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's a subliminal here, you know. <laughs> there is. There is. <laughs> he said Moses, but he met Robert. <laughs> I said Moses. All I said was Moses. <laughs> Answer the question first. <laughs> Robert cheated. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not feel like that. Not feel like that. Not feel like I that. I think Robert's sending a message. I think Robert's typing. You know what? The, the thing is, for once, I'm actually in the right in this situation. This is what I was saying. It's inconsequential. I'm not. I'm not too pressed about it. But I'm just asking, how long until I should bring it up again? Uh, I don't. Th- to be honest, I don't think you need to because it's been settled. But if you want to do, you can do. I don't know how you know what the issue with Moses is uh, that has been settled. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> oh mate. Um, okay. I think that you should. Um, I think that. Um... I should mind my own business. No, 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 no. No, because well, at least like in like this circle, we are we are all like our brother's keeper. So, I think we have a responsibility to make sure that things that get started are completed. Um, and even on Moses's part, uh, I guess it's up to him to just like. Hey, I don't know how I'm sure. getting dragged into this show. I guess it's up to Moses to have the conversation that that that, that needs to be had, even if he doesn't feel like it needs to be had, um, just for the sake of um, completeness and conclusions. And accountability. Yeah. <laughs> Even though Moses didn't do anything wrong per se. He didn't. Uh, I don't think he did. But and, and Moses handled the situation so so well. So well I, I don't know about all of that. What, the situation what, does what, seem what like did I do? handled. <laughs> what did I do? Why do I feel attacked? <laughs> classic. classic. You know when kids are like, let's use code words. We'll call daddy father instead of daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my character is being called into question here. Me right, too. Cool. <laughs> I'm happy with that. Great. <sighs> I don't even know what to ask now. <sighs> I generally don't know what to ask after that. <laughs> okay, I've got a question. I came prepared for with a question for you, Moses. Should we do one for one then? So I've shot, I've shot Robert. Robert, you shoot for more. Cool. And then if if more if you have anything if not yeah then I'll, I'll hopefully I'll get something okay. by the time I finish answering this yeah so mine is is a hypothetical question too mm. <laughs> which I thought was funny I just I, I just thought it was a funny situation but a serious one as well so Moses mm. <laughs> this is a hypothetical please don't come and find me <laughs> okay. If your wife came and told you, oh, no, 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 no. If, if your wife came and told you that she was lusting over Peter, <laughs> yo, don't, don't use my name, man. 
Hold on, listen, 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 listen. If your wife came and told you she was lusting over Peter, mm-hmm. do you one tell your wife to chill and relax, or do you end the friendship with Peter for the sake of your marriage? It won't be a clean cut, um, but if it if it will be beneficial, I will end the I will end the friendship. Um, but it won't be a clean cut because even if even I though end, Peter did nothing wrong. Yeah, it's it's removing the temptation from the area. Um, so even if it, even if, but as I said, it won't be just like all right, cool, boom, this 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 is it going to extreme, because even without Peter, even without Peter physically hit, like that's still going to continue. Um, and so even if the friendship with Peter isn't isn't particularly there or anything like that, like that doesn't remove the temptation to lust. Um, what I would do is just um, firstly just like talk to her. Um, I, I, firstly, I'd I'd actually thank her for telling me um, because it's something that she didn't necessarily have to. Obviously, it's beneficial that she has, and for me, that her telling me that is something that is like, all right, cool. She is not something that she wants to indulge in. It's something that she wants to work through. Because you wouldn't necessarily tell your partner that you're lost in love after one of their friends if it's something that you actually want to continue indulging in. And so... Try and make it a threesome. Then, then, then your partner doesn't know you that well. And unless your partner knows that, all right, cool, yeah, he may be down for that. But mine would know that, nah, that's... That's... <laughs> So basically, yeah, my wife doesn't know what we're talking about. She's watching <laughs> something totally different. And she walks into the room and she starts grinding. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm out here talking about threesome. And she's just grinding. It's mad. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think, yeah, so because she's told me, I'm grateful that she's told me. So it's something that we can work on. We can work through. And um, potentially for something that I haven't been doing, um then there there's like a warning sign there for me. Um not so much a warning sign, but it's like, all right. Um yeah, I may be slacking here or something like that. So yeah, I think I think we'd work through it. And in the process of working through it, and now I don't know what working through it would look like because that's sticky, like one of my versions now. But um in the process of working through it, if it's a case of removing the temptation from the facility, then I'll go to Peter like, yo. For now, you can't come around. If he's like, why? I'm like, don't worry, fam, you can't come around. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, if I tell you, and then two twos, I see I'm, I'm clocking movements, so I'm moving a bit sideways and that, both of you might are getting stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that casually. That both of you, I'm, I'm catching the body. Mm. Interestingly enough, on a on a side t- tangent, I'm not necessarily in the same situation, but I have like given up a friendship with a friend because I like, I had a friend in college who went off and got married, and like we'd been friends for a long time. She met this guy, and, and like there was nothing, we were never anything or anything, but she met this guy, and obviously he knew about me that I was her friend, 
and she told me that oh she he felt a bit threatened or something and i was like no because I, wa- I wanted to meet him because obviously if he's now in her life i want to be his friend and not just hers sort of thing um and i was like nah he doesn't want to meet you he feels a bit threatened for whatever reason i was like you know what cool and sort of locked off their friendship for a while because i didn't want to be uh, even a point a, a pain point at all because there's nothing they like so oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 they're married now um who is yeah. it yeah I'm not gonna mention names, am I? Mention it and 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 then edit it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a waste, man. You know. <laughs> but I heard that and take it, and, and that and that's another thing as well, where it's like if if this person is my brethren, or even as as you were saying before, like brother, like brother, and that I wouldn't I wouldn't classify you, man, as brethren, like as family. Oh. I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect any of you to act a certain way in terms of, oh, but why, man? But I was here before her, man. Shut up and go in it. Like, just, just know your place in it. <laughs> um, and I, and it, it's one of them ones where I know that whoever may be in that situation, even though it isn't ideal, we actually want each other's relationships to flourish. Yeah. And so we will very happily be like, yo, your wife is moving a bit mud. Yeah, <laughs> let me just step out. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> or even when you recognize the sanctity of marriage, <clears throat> you recognize yeah. that above all else, it's it's more important oh. that that is secure than yeah. anything else. Yeah. 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 So that's one thing I'm happy about within within this set of relationships. If it was somebody else and I'm like questionable about his behavior, like, yeah, fam, you're out. You're out. No, you don't, you don't even want them to know, let alone bro, that becoming like a out. ammunition for them. If if I can, I'm blocking your number from my wife's phone. Like you're out before you try to send her message. Nah, fam. I heard you were <laughs> sliding the DMs like, oh, I, I heard you been watching you know me. You know the ones there. I just want you to know that I know. <laughs> <laughs> that you feel it. I'm like, oh, fam. You have been catching cases and that. Hey, right, Peter. Yeah. Your turn. Um, so in this whole um race debacle within the church and the realities of um what I can only currently describe. I say currently because my vocabulary isn't large enough to be able to do some acrobatics around this but what I can only currently um, describe as white evangelical theology um, <clears throat> being such that there's 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 a pushback from the ethnic community to really look at the Bible from an ethnic perspective recognizing that white people have essentially looked at it from white people's perspectives and in in so doing have like tried to whitewash everything um presenting white jesus's and narratives and stuff like that um in the ethnic community trying to do that what sort of safeguards do you think would be helpful to prevent our community from like making the same mistakes 
that our Caucasian brothers had. Mm. So to prevent the pendulum from mama swinging to the other yeah. extreme. Yeah. The oppressors becoming the oppressed. Mm. Well, the oppressed becoming the oppressors yeah. in their fight for equality. So I, I, I think the first thing that comes to mind is good scholarship. If we're, if we're going to look at the Bible, to look at it in the right way and to um, not look for an answer or not look necessarily for a rebuttal to what's been done. So it's not mm. to the whitewashing, but rather to look for, <clears throat> look at the Bible, look for what God intended for it to be, which is a revelation of himself. Mm. And so I think, I think good scholarship and a, an acknowledgement of the fact that there has been a whitewashing and we aren't trying to retaliate to that. Mm. Because I think good scholarship is good, but then what tends to happen is inadvertently, you know, it becomes, yeah, Jesus wasn't white. And we keep looking, Jesus could have been black. And we keep looking, Jesus was black and I'm black. And, you know, it's like... Therefore, I am Jesus. Therefore. Well, yeah. It becomes... And then every every sort of white Christian person, you know, maybe Christian leader, or white preachers, majority white churches, all become evil in, in some mm-hmm. respect because yeah. we've, we've not only looked, you know, gone to do our research so we can also appear to be knowledgeable and 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 educated and and intellectual and bible in biblical things but we've now wanted to and again i say almost unintentionally retaliate and and do the same thing that they did so i think it's good scholarship with an intentionality to not retaliate but rather to approach the text the way it was meant to be approached because none of that was really the point like at the end of the day it even comes down to the point where um, Paul's like, yo, there's no Gentile, there's no Jew, yeah. there's no man, there's no woman, there's no master or slave. There is only sons of God, and those that are going to hell. <laughs> so, you know. So, at the end of the day, really, it was just what God saw fit to use the human story mm. um, and and history to reveal Himself, and that's. That more than anything is is an incredible feat of storytelling, of message generation, um, sending a message, of um, making an infinite God relatable and 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 approachable because he tells him he reveals himself in stories of other men. Mm. The, the, the the clearest one I can think of is how absurd it is that God asks Abraham to go and um, sacrifice Isaac. Like I was thinking about this two days ago and it's like nah it doesn't make any sense this is not a god that has established human sacrifice this mm. is a god that later on we recognize <coughs> abhors human sacrifice yeah and yet he pushed abraham to not pushed but he commanded abraham to go and kill his son and waited until the moment where the guy was actually about to do it to stop him and the interesting thing is that wasn't done just to see how how far can he go it was done so that when we read it and we really think about it, and I think about my daughter, and I think about the situation that Abraham should have been or would have been in, then I can relate to what Christ went through and what God went through with Christ mm. on the cross. And it's it's an incredible way to to give me that sort of metaphor 
and and so the 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 use of human history, the use of a Jewish people, which uh, in in Psalms or somewhere, God actually says, "Look, I only chose you guys because you couldn't defend yourself. You were not, um, you you were not large enough to do anything, and therefore all the things I do with you, you have to attribute to me." That was the only reason. You know, it's it's like, it's it had nothing to do with race, and it's unfortunate mm. that that's become the 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 thing. But I think when we have an intentionality to not retaliate to that, but rather to really go back to the Bible for the reason which the Bible was given, I think that's that's the main thing that I, that I can think of that would uh, prevent us from repeating mm. the same mistakes that haven't repeated in the past. That's really helpful. That is really helpful. Um, just to give slight context as well, there's there's like a lot of um, there's a lot of um, talk around like decolonizing the bible mm. um and that really speaks about trying to and to a degree that i, I see the relevance of it and like trying to remove the whitewashing of the bible mm. to show that it isn't just like a white narrative like jesus wasn't just this white don kind of walking around and trying to like show that the bible almost spans mm. a greater area rather mm. than just like what we recognize as just like the Western world. Mm. Um, but there's also been a lot of pushback. And I know that this isn't particularly within, exclusively within the BAME theo- theological circles, but there's been a lot of pushback around um, like atonement theories and stuff. And mm. very much using the language of the oppressed and the oppressor within like substitutionary atonement, where mm. Jesus takes on himself our sins and like, God's wrath is poured out onto Jesus um, under the guise of it just perpetuates the same the same old stuff and blah blah blah. So yeah, it's it's interesting kind of just observing the what's happened what's happening theologically based on this perceived revolution and freedom and liberation and progressiveness which is seeped into the into the church as mm. well. Um, and yeah, just really like questioning like wondering for myself like raw like this this is really pervasive mm. and what safeguards can even i take to ensure that i don't fall into these same categories so yeah that was helpful mm. that's a good question really good question yeah go very good very good very good cheerio <laughs> you racist <laughs> I'm not racist. Well, because we're talking about race and you decide to do a caricature of like a typical English person. Yes, because that is going to bring us into into our topic for today. All right, let's go. You know, at first I was going to think, I was thinking about talking about the the Gorilla Glue Girl. The what? The Gorilla Glue Girl. Oh, the Gorilla Glue Girl. Oh, oh, oh. Apparently there's two of them. Yeah, those those anyway. That's that's I want to talk about that for a different reason, but I've just been mulling it over my head. And I think I'm gonna talk about Prince Philip instead today. Hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. on. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Did did you man hear of the guy that um almost killed himself by pouring like putting his head into cement for I think it was like a YouTube challenge? For real. Fam. No. Fam, you put your head, your head are you mad your head into <laughs> that's not even the craziest thing i heard for a youtube channel someone cut off his manhood for a youtube challenge 
Correct. Well done. Well done. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Come like Paul. All those who say you should circumcise yourself just emasculate themselves. Fam. For why? Hmm. Yeah, I, I, Maybe we'll... I don't know. I don't know if I want to talk about Prince Philip, you know, in all, in all honesty. Oh, no, 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 no. I, I, don't, I don't want to veto it. I don't want to veto it. But, so, we, we, yeah, we can go ahead. I just, yeah, I don't want to talk about it either, to be honest. And I know that it's going to be a spin-off topic to something else. But, yeah, yes. hopefully. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's not about Prince Philip himself. It's more about Prince Philip in The Crown. So, I've, I've watched in The Crown. Right. Okay. I'm on season two. Season two is so good. At first, it was a bit. It was a bit slow to begin with, but but Prince Philip has, has like really come into his own in this season. So for those who don't know, Prince Philip married to Queen Elizabeth, and originally she wasn't supposed to even be queen, but her uncle, who was was the king, abdicated so that he could marry this woman who'd been divorced I think twice, and because of that, they wouldn't allow, uh, allow her yeah. allow him to marry her okay. and be king. So he was like, all right, I, I will be king then, so I'll be with the woman that I love. And so that changed Elizabeth's life from from what, what it, it would have been, because now her dad became king, which means that when he dies, she'll, she'll become queen. And so Philip, who was like a naval officer, pilot type person, his whole life was was flipped because okay. he went from going to maybe to, to one day marry like a princess and then just like live the life he was going to live, but now being like second in command forever. Mm. To, to his wife and from, <laughs> he struggled with that he's been struggling with that the entire time and I was watching the episode today it was the episode from season 2 where um, it was the moon landing okay whether, whether people want to believe in that or not we discussed that other time but he saw something in the moon landing that really hit him in, in the fact that, like, being husband to the queen meant that he'd had his whole life stripped away from him. Mm. And, and now he had to live solely for the crown, where he had, like, a naval, um, naval career before. He had to give that up. Mm. And now he was going to, like, textile factories to give speeches saying, thank you, well done for your work. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> And and like he he was watching the whole moon landing and seeing almost like humans at the very very best. Mm. Mm. And then and then he was, he was just feeling sad that like all the like lost potential of like his life and everything that he had, mm. had to give up and could have potentially been because of this thing that had happened that happened like basically by, by mistake. Mm. And then it just got me thinking about. Like, what do you do with like the regrets of all the things that you felt like you could have been, but but maybe didn't, or like aren't striving towards at the at the moment for for like whatever reason? Mm. Mm. That's a good question. Yeah. So, um, Kevin Hart, I think in his biography, talks about uh, when he learned to, how he learned to deal with you know stuff that he can't change or can't control. And he was like, he would obviously he's comedic, so I was like, he just learned how to do the shrug and it's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you lost your job, okay. Mm. <laughs> 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 what are you gonna do? And 
to some extent, I mean, obviously he, like I said, he's being comedic, but to some extent, that's that's sort of how I how I look at things. Is I can't control I can't control the past. I can't change the past. Mm. And so the shoulda, woulda, coulda, the you know lost potential. I can look at it, and I can you know I'm not saying you can't you you shouldn't feel anything, but it's like I feel like whatever you feel should not rob you of what you can do now and what you can mm. achieve later on. And thus, if you, uh, to use a cliche, if you to look to the past, make sure that you're learning from it or something like that, if you're looking some cliche or something, but essentially just that, if you're, if you're to look at all the wasted potential and all the things that could have been, instead of staying there, staying sad about it, either learn from it or, You've still got tomorrow. You've still got right now mm. to make something of yourself. And so that's that's been my approach. Is I can't change the past, and I can't trouble myself with things that I can't change or I can't control. I can't affect. Yeah. I can only <coughs> things that I can. Yeah. yeah. Do you know what? That's. I think all of us wrestle with that to a degree, mm. and I've really wrestled with it. I've really wrestled with it, especially. Um, being intentional about pursuing things that I feel God is putting in my way. Um, and so, like, quitting a decent-paying job to go for a job that wasn't paying as well because I believed that God was leading me there. And really wrestling with, like, yo, like, the, the career paths within the, the job that was paying decently well wasn't that great, but I could see, like, career paths there. And I could see myself getting to at some point where I could get like a decent amount of money and just really wrestling with what if that kind of went and I, I kind of pursued that, um, the potential and blah, blah, blah. And it's it's just been a repeated cycle over and over and over again. And even with like my stuff creatively, just wanting to explore stuff but feeling God reining me in, in a different direction and like submitting to that saying, all right, even though I kind of feel like I want to do this, but I'm, I'm going to submit to this and and follow what what I believe where I, where I believe God is leading me, and so I have wrestled with it a lot, um, and it's it hasn't been easy, not at all, um, and so I think there's always um, a point in recognizing as as Peter was saying, recognizing that it is difficult, and it isn't something to just be like brushed under, under the rug and just continue. Now, sometimes situations will call for that. It's like you're, you're not going to have the opportunity to sit there and, like, uh, sulk or anything like that because decisions need to be made and moves need to be made right there and then. Um, but just the ability to recognise that, yo, it, it is tough. Um, and there may be those what-ifs. And I can only speak from a Christian's perspective because if... if most of the things that I have let go has been predominantly or primarily because I believe God is leading me somewhere else. And so it's forced me into the space of having to trust in God, having to trust in him knowing how he has made me and how he has widened and knowing why he's moving me in a certain place, even if I think that, that the other space is better for me. Um, and so it really, for me, it's really challenged me to rely on God and place my trust in God. And that is what has helped me to cope with those situations, recognizing that um, I don't know everything. I don't even know what I want half the times. Um, 
but God, he created me and he knows what he's created me for. And so the more that I lean in him, um, the more I will be more and more who he's created me to be. Um, and in him, he is able to hold my disappointment. He's able to hold my frustration. He's able to hold um, my negative emotions and not necessarily like do, um, just like wipe them away or anything, but the Bible does speak about him wiping our tears away and like he recognizes it, but still comforting us. So yeah, that's, that's been my process and just been like trusting in God who's leading me and being open and honest with him about my emotions and about how I'm feeling, but not allowing that to um, stop me from trusting in him. Stop me I, from, yeah. I was going to say, I, I mean, I even think in that respect, it's a little bit, better for the christian because we have yeah. a hope yeah and you know as, as difficult as it is to to say uh, to to believe sometimes the bible does say that for those who are called he mm. will work all things out together for good so yeah. even when we make a mistake and like abraham to use him again he takes his nephew along when he was supposed to just leave his father's house and his nephew becomes a problem yeah there were some issues yeah you know lost, lost his wife and whatever but at the end of the day, God still works it out such that even though Lot went and took the took the more um, the the more richer looking land and all of that, God still took Abraham and still blessed Abraham, and it didn't stop any of the things that Abraham received. And so I think um, Lot was a pagan, you know. Lot was your a uncle, lot. Lot was a uncle, lot. Fam, your uncle had hooked you up, and when he was like. Go wherever you want. You're like, what? Well, I see this place looks like it's flourishing, you know? Hey, like... hey, 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 hey. Hey. All right, Abraham said pick and he and he picked. He's a pig. Yeah, but he's a pig. You know, the, there know, was no if, gratitude. If Abraham was African, <laughs> to go back to the race thing, if Abraham was African, they'd be like, you fool. <laughs> 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 what do you think this is? Fine. Yeah. This this would have been the perfect place for one obscure African proverb. <laughs> yeah. I feel like for me the the regrets I I feel like the hardest or the deepest are the decisions I didn't make out of fear. Mm. Fear of I guess fear of what what would happen if I I failed in the venture. Mm. And then yeah, and every now and again, you know what? It's it's so dumb, but like for the past like two or three weeks, I've been thinking, ah, oh, what would have happened if I'd gone into Bitcoin back in the day when everyone's talking about it for the first time? Mm. Where would I be now? Yo, and I've been hearing everyone saying Bitcoin, Bitcoin, Bitcoin. I was like, wow, yeah. these guys are crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Look at look at the drinks, up. Um, and yeah, and like even things like. In, in like and then where, where do you go from there? So so taking 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 the Bitcoin, where do you go from there? Thinking about it, then what what do you do now? What 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 was your? How did that thought process end? Um. <laughs> how did so, it? That that was it for me though. That was it for me because when Bitcoin first started. I actually even considered mining. I really did, and I was like, "Oh, you know, I've got I've got a decent laptop. Why why not? Why not mine?" And it was much easier to mine then. But I was just like, "I didn't care." 
And I was like, I've thought about that as well recently. But, you know, maybe I should look into stocks a bit more. And that's that's been my reaction to it since. It's just oh. looking more decent, more, more diligently. Hey, bro, Asma might need to talk after this podcast, though. I guess um, I do get into, I guess, almost the trap of, like, daydreaming and thinking... Mm. What could have been? What could have been? Yeah. You could have been yeah. sitting on your three hundred million by now, bro. I could have bought both of you guys a house. Hey, come on. But 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 if you had been Bitcoin mining, we may not have met. Trajectory may have may have spun differently. You, <laughs> Robert, you, you Robert may have got money. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Robert, <laughs> think that I wouldn't have mind. You you would have been mining Bitcoin and that two years turned bougie. No longer hanging around with the Unite crew no more because you, you found yourself your uppity guys. And then you wouldn't know us. No, 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 because like Bitcoin wasn't popping back then. So I would have been who I was until until now. And then And then and, now you'd be like No, because I'm up, then we're all up. <laughs> like yeah. like even if I don't buy your house, thing. I'll like let you live I'll like charge you like very cheap rent. Go look into Dogecoin. I saw that. I'm not touching that. But yeah. And yeah. But like we were saying, it's all the things that we didn't do and did do, I guess, that that brought us to where we are now. Yeah. And like if we do believe in God and his plan, then where we are is the best place for us to be absolutely. at all times. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. yeah, it's, I think for me, yeah, it is exactly as you said, it's, it's, it may seem a bit weird or almost um, like a cop out, um, but, but it, it really is a case of that even that song where it's like, my life is not my own to you, I belong. Um, um, I give myself away. McDowell, William McDowell. Um, and it, it's, yeah, it, it's it, it's really that because it's like before I became a Christian, I had these plans I wanted to do this and that. But as soon as I became a Christian, all of that kind of faded, and it really became a case of right, cool, God, like what's next? Like what is it? And just yeah, and so things that I have regret have been for the most part relational as opposed to like opportunities and stuff and so not doing right by certain people and like allowing different relationships to kind of go to waste um has been my biggest like source of unrest but even then I was able to find some sort of solace because I was like it takes two to make a relationship work and so even if, like, I didn't put effort into it, the other person didn't put effort into it as well. And that's no, why no, 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 no. I don't like that one. I don't like that one. <laughs> you, don't, you don't know my life. No. You, you don't no. know my life. I, no, no, no. Yes, it, it takes two to tango. But, you know, some someone has to leave. Mm. Okay, do you know what, yeah? There, there, I, I, I do hear that. And, and to be honest, there's, when I was just friends with with Jamelia like I I fluctuated with how much attention I was giving to different people 
um, also depending on if I was in a relationship or not. But and she was she was the one who was always consistent and just like making sure that I was alright. And that's just the kind of person that she is. Um, but there have been friendships, and I have been bad at keeping up with friends. And so there are some where I recognise that yo, like I messed up. Like this, the the deterioration of this relationship is on my on my shoulders, and that's something that I just need to 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 live with. Um, but there are others that I'm like, nah, you acted like a waste man in this relationship, and. It's like I have tried to reach out, but there hasn't been any sort of like reciprocation or anything like that. So I'm cool to let things go because, oh, ground on, get in. Um, I'm cool to let things go because, <laughs> Peter's just shaking his head. <laughs> I'm cool to let things go because I have tried to reach out. If, it, if God impresses on my heart again to do that, then cool. But yeah, so my regrets more so are relationally because I feel like materialistically and um, provisionally, even the things that I have lost, God is able to restore. So even with this Bitcoin stuff, God is able to restore tenfold. God is a, if, if that is something that I was meant to be doing, God is able to take me back there at a time that is suitable. Um, and again, with relationships, it's exactly the same. So I'm, I'm looking to God for restoration, just as much as um, direction. So even if I make a mistake, He's able to kind of bring things together. I want to think about the idea of like, if there's anybody who, if they died today, you would regret not reaching out to them. You feel like. If you can think of someone who fits into that, then you should reach out to them. Or, or do you just like leave it until either they die or you just happen to see them on the street? Do you know what? I'm I'm really fortunate and I'm really grateful that there's there's only really two people that are in that category for me. And one of them I can't reach out to simply because of the nature of the relationship. I just that don't know where that person is. And the other person I have reached out to and the person hasn't responded and I feel a sense of closure there. And so in both of those relationships, if worst case scenario happens, I will be cool. Mm-hmm. Would, would you go to the funeral? Yeah? Would you go to the I, funeral? I don't even think I know of the funeral. Mm. Mm. For me, uh... I don't know, because I think the people that I've sort of let go, let, you know, let go, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I let go of you for a reason, fam. And a reason still stands. Very much, yeah. But it is energy consuming, though. Like, like I feel I feel that there are, some, there are some people that I should reach out to and just check up on. Then mm. why haven't you? Because it's so emotionally draining. But it's draining you thinking about it that you haven't, and it's draining you trying to put in the work. Do you ever thought, have, um, have those situations where, like, you, like, send a message to someone asking how they're doing, and, and like, after you send it, like, oh, bruv, I, I don't even want the, the response. Because <laughs> it's going to lead to a whole conversation that I don't want to have. I've, That's I've, how I've, I feel like, with, like, a lot of people. I've had a couple of them. They send me this whole paragraph and be like, oh, so I don't. It's a mad one still. And like I've, like I've been feeling, I don't know why, but I've been feeling a bit bad lately. 
like with the whole like pandemic and like church closed and stuff i don't haven't reached out and just checked on people as much as maybe i could have or should have but then but then there's a part of me that just the idea of it just causes me fatigue <laughs> so I don't know what to do. I'm stuck. <laughs> it's almost like there's a response. It's a mixture of responsibility of like my position in the church, and I just want to make make sure people are okay. But I'm feeling emotionally burnt out when it comes to church as well. Mm. I'm kind of stuck. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, it's it's. I, I do feel like, and this, this isn't a cop-out and it isn't an excuse for even anyone listening to not do what they need to do. But I feel like during lockdown, we, we have, we run the risk of putting a lot of pressure on ourselves to do things or even function at the same capacity that we were when things were, when society or even the world wasn't in this state. And the reality is we can't, like, our functionality very well we're running at like 75% at best for most of us. P, um, P is looking at me strange, like he's running at 110. No, 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 so no. I don't, no, I don't no. know. No, no. So, so I agree, I agree. And I think, you know, like there was a, there's a bit of a, there's, there's a bit of, I hate to use the word toxic, but there's a bit of a bad sort of trend of hyper productivity in, yeah. in lockdown. And I'm going to learn a new language and I'm going to do all of that. And that's fair enough. Where I sort of disagree is I think it's worth being even, even if necessary, a bit extra intentional about reaching out because of the pandemic and because we're locked down and, and stuff like that, you know, what, and what, that sort of communication, that sort of connection that we would have otherwise had just by bumping e- into each other, we yeah. no longer having. Yeah. And so I think there is, there is, it's warranted to be a little bit more intentional and, and to bear that, you know, and I know it's, it, you, you mentioned it's emotionally draining, but I think it's, it's almost worth it. Because of the because of the the pandemic and the nature of things mm-hmm. and the fact that like I haven't seen people like I haven't seen you guys since you know fam last year you it's know been, I, it's been over a year to be fair quite literally I, but know, I think I know we saw each other no no yeah no we did we went, oh, we, we went yeah we went bowling yeah, cool. and yeah when when it when it relaxed a little bit but I mean we wouldn't you have had to add that, that in didn't you had to add that in you should have used left it you know yeah we went poor fam <laughs> yeah we're relax what you will. We are we are a lot of bad citizens over here, for the most part. Um, but yeah, no, I I think I think it's it's worth bearing that little bit of not not little bit because I don't want to trivialize it, but it's I think it's worth bearing the pain because of the situation we're in, you know. It, but again, you know, I, I don't know the intricacies of that relationship. So, and and you know, I I do agree that in this time of like physical isolation Mm. emotional connectivity is still important Mm. and i I think even more so yeah yeah and like i think for the three of us we are fortunate in that we're living with people that one we actually love Mm. um and two we enjoy being around um Mm. and so it's not hitting us as much but there are people who aren't in this i don't have this luxury um and so there is that there is that importance of trying to maintain and, and sustain relationships. Um, what, I, what I was what I was trying to push back against, and I'm happy you mentioned it because it, 
allows me to clarify what I was trying to push back against is um, placing an unhealthy amount of pressure on ourselves to be this hyper-connected guy or be this hyper-productive guy. Like, I signed up for this course. It's meant to be a whole, it's a year-long course. It's March. I've only been to one. They keep sending me emails and I just ignore them because I just do, like, like Robles, I just don't have the capacity to be like, I just don't have it. Mm. Um, but this is a course. Like, this is totally different from just real-life human connections and relationships. Um, and so this pushback against... There's like, oh, you need to come out of lockdown learning like five new languages, a, yeah. a programming language, like, nah, just chill. If, if you want to do that, by all means, power to you, but don't place pressure on yourself to do that. And at the same time, still be intentional about still connecting with people, but don't set an unrealistic goal for yourself that I'm going to connect to 25 people in every week or something like that. But yeah, it could be realistic, but yeah, just cut yourself some slack if you don't hit the people that you're supposed to hit but recognize that connectivity is still important um so yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's a weird middle ground mm. yeah mm. well you know right. i say we oh, round off the oh no go on Pierre. I, was, I was gonna round up like, no no I was, I was just gonna say my, my sort of rule is if if there's if I realize like I need something and I think of someone that I could have asked and I haven't contacted them in like a while, I wouldn't I would not contact them because of the thing I asked. I'll just reconnect instead. Like that's that's that sort of been my well. rule. Yeah. I have that rule as well. The worst thing is just out of the blue. Hey, how are you doing? By the way, can you? Uh, <laughs> no, see, it, that's why that's why you lead with your request and then ask how they're doing afterwards. <laughs> this pagan. That's, no, uh, I don't know if that's worse. <laughs> it's not. It's not because if I saying, oh, how are you doing? You're thinking, oh, it's person reaching out because they care. By the way, I need, oh, so only reach out to me. Yeah. Because... So I wouldn't, nah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you anymore. I, I'd recognize that. Oh, actually, this person still holds value in my life. I should connect with them. I wouldn't ask you what I needed to ask you. I would just reconnect and make sure that like that relationship is restored almost. Okay. You... Okay. So, 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 so when would you then ask them what you were going to ask wouldn't. them? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I'll figure out another way to get. That's the rule. Yeah. Even if you need a liver. Yeah. Then bye. Because for for like in all honesty, if someone who I haven't spoken to in a long time hollers me, the first thing that comes to my mind is what does he want? And then when they then go and ask, even after, oh hi, how's the family? Oh, nice picture. And then I was like, oh, this is why you want oh, to Oh, so, so that's, that's yeah. why you hollered me. And it's like, nah. So, yeah. Well, but that's sorry. just me. We, we should, we should round up. Yeah, no, that, that's me as well. That's definitely me as well. But, yeah, let's round up. Robert's looking perplexed. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nah, just ask. Yeah, just, just ask and ask me how I'm doing afterwards. I'd well. rather know why you're here from front of the jump than, than, than have... Nice that, 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 that you were thinking about being. I need to agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, just, 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 yeah, hookups. Okay. Um, ah. Coming to America 2 is out today. Go and watch it. That's no, disgusting. Yeah, fam. Like, if, if, if you if actually whack, listen to, if yeah. you listen to Peter's hookup, don't, and it's whack, don't leave any comments. Don't, 
don't do anything. Just hold your L. Hold your own L, yeah? <laughs> Coming to America 1 was a classic. I kind of don't want to ruin it by watching something else. It's, it's, it's mad. Unless they come like final... This, um, this, this wasn't Step Up. Step Up 1, really good. Step Up 2, okay. 3, 4, 5, they started going off. That's right different. Right. This, well, is, this is it's still the same guy. It's still the same people. I you hope. I, you I, hope. I, yeah, yeah, you I trust hope. it. But yeah, we'll see. My hookup, my hookup is for my Don. Yeah, my Don gets conflict of interest. Come on. Hey, gets conflict of interest. Big boy album. And after you watch Gets Conflict of... After you listen to... I said watch because it's a movie. It will take you places. After you listen to it, jump on YouTube and listen to his Fire in the Booth Part 3. Yeah? My hookup is the just desert. the album. In Come on. Come on. Lockdown and that man's still flying to Dubai to record music video. Are you mad? Um... Yeah, I don't like Charlie Sloth. I don't know why. Sorry, I just had to say that. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie, he looked funny in the sun. I'm not gonna lie, it's just like <laughs> it, it, I was almost wondering if, if, like, but yeah, let me just do that. Um, um, cool, yes, yes, gets conflict of interest. Have a listen, okay, okay, okay. My hookup is a film, so came out a big boy film. Yeah, um, it's the story about this jazz musician who kind of like what, what we, we've been talking about, like was living a life of regret because he never became the jazz musician that he always thought that he was or like could be. And then one day he dies and then, and then he goes to where souls are, are, are born and then he's trying to get back to um, his body um, whilst try, whilst don't spoil it. Tasty seems to be a jazz musician. Yeah, it's really good, really good, really good music, really good jazz music. Is it? Was it Pixar? Yeah, Pixar. Yeah, the Pixar. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really on Disney good. Plus for all of you, man. On Disney Plus. Oh. Peter smiling. Like I said, we're law abiding citizens for the <laughs> most part. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. So what's that soul? Is it? Is that? So soul, yeah, J- oh, yeah, Jamie Fox lead leads um lead voice actor in that. Yeah. Cool. And uh, let's round up. Rude uh, intro outro music. Calvin Turner would be amazing logo. Twitter, TBS Furnace, Instagram at the Furnace UK. At the Furnace UK. Robert is glitching. Email email soundcloud.com forward slash the Blackest First no apostrophe on all good podcast websites and apps like the first film no apostrophe. Like I said, when you get to your laptop, just record a version of this and I can just put it at the tail of uh of all the episodes. You know, no, no. I want it I want it to be Okay, be that's fine. Authentic. Sorry, I was trying to make your life easier, but Clearly Life's not supposed there. to be easy. Yeah. That's not supposed to be easy. That's, that's we, must be. Bear, we must take up our crosses, Peter. This isn't the cross. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's a few lines at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool. Uh, cool. Well, this is the Blacksmith's
aplaudo.